record on this computer. Okay, there you go. We're good. We're good. Good. Yes, right. sir. We are up. We are up. We are up. Welcome back to the Nothing Less podcast, the football episode. <laughs> I am your host, Alexis. I got my co-host, David. What's up, David? We just What's recorded up? like four yeah, hours. Ready to record it. Yeah, an hour ago, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Love, man. We fucking recorded so, nah. this uh, yesterday, and I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, but we back on. We're going to give you all a quick little episode, a little nice, tightly squeezed episode. Um, but before that, obviously, we're going to have another episode coming out. Uh it's like uh, it's a dope, nice little human, human to human combo. Not no, yeah. uh, not no uh, sports talk. It was just you know, life talk. You know, with our homeboy uh, Adan. When that one drops, hopefully y'all get to listen to it. It's a banger. It's like a nice hour and change long, or it might be an hour flat. I don't know, but hopefully it drops at the same time. Uh, yeah, week eleven. Uh, as I think every podcast that's been on, as mentioned, it's pretty. It's been. It was a pretty good um, week, but there was uh, mishaps as per team, and also you know injuries. Uh, Dave, uh, you'd want to start with a, a game that you liked from Week Eleven. Yeah, uh, we go Green Bay and and Indiana and uh, Indianapolis. My best, I can say Indiana. <laughs> But um, yeah, Packers and Colts. Fuck the pack. Uh, fuck pack. Fuck. But, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, now we'll. As you can see, um, it was a great game all around. Very close. Very towards the end. But um, the Colts were able to edge them out, man. And it's uh, and it's crazy too, cause you know, with the Packers leading that division, you you expect them to, you know, um, to kind of pull away from a game like this, but the Colts are looking like a real deal, man. They're, uh, they're, uh, or as the episode that we did prior to this one, the one that didn't, didn't uh, go through that one. Um, we're talking about how the AFC is just so tough this year. It's, it's looking, uh, the most tough it's ever looked, you know, in, in decades, you know, dare I say decades, but, I mean, it's looking quite tough, you know, and uh, and the Green Bay Packers what are the second seed in the NFC? Uh, they are the they second seed, yeah. Second seed, who's who's number one? Go you Saints, know. go. Say go Saints, go. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, um, and you expect them to win a game like this, you know, especially uh, they're home. Oh no, wait, they're away. My bad. Yeah, sorry. They're um, they're away, but you know you. The the mis the mismatch is there, you know, and uh, you expect them to run the hell out of Aaron Jones. He only got like ten touches, but he he made good good two of them, forty one yards. But I mean, yeah, I expect them to run them just a little bit more because uh, um, it, the defense was just there for it, you know. But they didn't. I mean, they still had a very close game with them, thirty one to thirty four. But yeah, I didn't expect the the Packers to drop the ball like this. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about the before I fucking mix this, fuck around with this mic a little bit. Um, what's interesting about the Packers is that when they're, I feel like when they have a bad game, and I think even a thirty four thirty one was a score, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it was 
like faulty at points. Yeah. But yeah, I think there was a lot of po- uh, moments where you just wonder if Aaron Rodgers has enough help throughout and also uh just play play calling also Aaron Jones is a big part of that de- uh, offense and the fact that he only got let's just say 10 touches um is kind of I guess let me just give a big word out appalling you know not a big word yeah. but a smart word um uh, so that's a uh, smart word for you some like yeah man you got to switch it up people people appalling. don't know what appalling means <laughs> yeah i'm just saying it's true people uh, don't know what that means throw it out there and people are going to freak out um <laughs> But yeah, I think that's one. But you you take away more for I think for Indianapolis as far as uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, I don't I don't think a lot of people trust him as a quarterback right now because mm-hmm. he's you know he's just immobile you know. And yep. but the thing with them is their defense has just been stepping up and stepping up, and those uh, off season off uh, acquisitions uh, have been paying off and giving that pass rush a much needed improvement. Uh, you could even throw in like I guess a veteran leadership uh, aspect with Justin Houston being there, but yeah, I mean the AFC is tough. It's a it's a good it's a good conference. Much better, I think it's much better as far as maybe powerhouses that can be made uh, than like I guess the NFC, because I think there's a lot more good teams in the NFC than there is I guess uh, great teams, and then yeah. AFC you have like the Chiefs that are just you know they're running rough Balling. shot, yeah. And well, you could say even like uh, who who am I missing? The Pittsburgh Steelers, though ten and zero. When we're not so hyped about the ten and zero, as far as victories are concerned, they're still. I mean, they're a powerhouse and they're a great franchise, a great organization. Um, most of these teams have a great organization and they make good decisions. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great victory for Indianapolis, uh, setting them up for a big game against the, the Titans, which also got a big victory in our other big game that they, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens and the Ravens, uh, coming off, uh, I would say, I guess in the best terms, a clusterfuck of, um, of, oh, give me a sec, uh, clusterfuck, pause. Okay. Sorry, we had a mishap with audio, but sorry we, about that, guys. That was my fault. So yeah, I mean, it's just the powerhouse teams that they had, and then the the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens were thought to be one of the powerhouse teams in the AFC, and they've had a clusterfuck of moments throughout the last few weeks, and they they were put against the Titans, which did knock them out last year in the playoffs, and were knocked off again by the same uh, person and the same reason. The run defense and uh, King Henry, Derrick Henry ran for a buck. Was it like buck thirty something like that? Um, and he won with a game-winning touchdown in overtime. Uh, Baltimore is looking very uh, iffy, and you mm-hmm. thought with those off off-season acquisitions and mid-season with a Yannick Ngakwe, you thought they'd be one of the better defenses in the league, and they were early early part of the the year. And you're just seeing. Just a lack of in on offense, you know. They have a, pa- uh, a run game, but what? 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 I'm no, kidding. I'm I'm good. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought I uh, loved it. And then the, they have a great run game, but they their uh, passing offense is it leaves a lot to be desired. Even though um they have a great tight end, and that's uh Lamar Jackson's go to. They need to find yeah, somewhere Mark else to throw the ball. 
Hey, yeah. I mean, Arkansas. they've already took a step in the right direction. You know what I'm talking about? Our boy, actually. Yeah, man. Our boy. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy because um, as you saw in the game, you know, uh, I'm not gonna touch on him too much, but I mean, how can I not? You know, he he had a he was a second leading uh, second leading guy in receptions this game, um, just one below Mark Andrews. He had four receptions for 28 yards, and and you know I could see that they want to sprinkle him in a little bit, but uh, you know he's kind of taking baby steps, you know, first. But you need to pull out uh, the think, name. No, no one knows who we're talking about. Oh, psh, talking about that boy, Des Bryant. Oh, Willie 88. Sneed. Willie Sneed. <laughs> Willie nah. Sneed. I mean, he ain't it, bro. Let's be real. He's he's like one of the be- their better receivers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> practice squad. Des Bryant. Now in the act, he got activated. Um, yeah, and. And it's uh, I think two of his passes just came off of hitches. If you guys don't know what that uh, hitch route is, just where you stay on the line, they throw you the ball, get as many yards as you can, and um, and yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to see him more implicated in the offense. And as you could see, they want to. They're taking little steps, and um, and especially with that receiving core. I mean, they're not the most talked about, but uh, who was it? Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown. Uh, you saw him on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that or he's like, you know, uh, why do you have soldiers if you don't even use them? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's, I mean, this game, he had zero reception. He had a goose egg of a night. Uh, even though Lamar did uh, target him three times, I mean, I, I would like to see how he's going to respond to that. I mean, I think the game prior to that, he had, I believe he had like two catches, maybe two or three. I think, hold on, let me check myself yeah i i think with hollywood brown he's kind of like henry ruggs you know yeah he's just, a, he's just a speedster speedster yeah yeah and he wants to give himself a little more pep on his step with that type of talk but sometimes it's just like that three receptions you know you should have made him more i mean just, you didn't catch anything you know you dropped yeah. a <laughs> goose egg i don't know what to what you want to say and and most of these people that just want to you need to chill out sometimes, you know. This is yeah. like your second year. You're making it seem like you're you're already a perennial All Pro, Pro Bowl wide receiver. And I mean, it, it's because uh, um, Lamar Jackson had an awesome year last year. He had like a whoa well, MVP year. Duh. But um, as we we're saying in that in that last footage, um, you know, this was supposed to be Lamar Jackson's revenge year, and I just think you know it's been a big dud. As of the last three weeks, um, and and like this game was just a big game for both teams. Both teams were had the same record, uh, six and three, and and especially with the AFC North being as a competitive division as it is, um, the AFC South uh, are they the Titans are leading right AFC South, they're or is it? Oh no, they're tied with the Colts. They're yeah. tied with the Colts, and both are having divisional games this week. Mm-hmm. So um, well, the Steelers and the Ravens are on Thursday for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. That grub on, and it's the night game too. Damn, that's nice. Yeah, Who, who's I wonder who's got the morning game or the noon game? Usually the Lions. Yeah, it's the Lions and somebody else. Uh, usually, um, yeah, we're yeah. like the Lions facing somebody. 
the oh, Lions I'm check right now. themselves. Themselves. <laughs> still lose. Oh, against the Texans. All right. That, that's a boring game. Yeah. Well, it's because there's nothing. It, it's not boring as in gameplay. It's more boring like as big picture stuff because, I mean, none of them are really like fighting for anything because the Texans, even if they if they win, they're still like three games behind uh, the Browns team. and yeah, both teams. The I mean, the Browns, the fucking uh, Titans and Colts, the Titans and Colts. Yeah, and they're um, well, yeah, three games behind, and that's because they would need to lose three games, you know, and they would need to win out, you know. So it's kind of a highly unlikely, still possible, highly unlikely. And the Lions, uh, I mean, they're not out of it, out of it, but it's you know, it's if, if they would have won, this highly unlikely. They would have made it, it. It would have been, yeah. It would have been more interesting. Uh, but. but yeah, no, I mean, these these games that are coming down to the wire, or not even t- down to down to the wire as far as season schedule is concerned, um, they're critical, and everyone knows that. But some of these teams, they just, I don't know what it is, and it's kind of like Baltimore. They're six and four now. They have a big game against Pittsburgh. And it means more to Baltimore than it does for Pittsburgh. But as far as if you're looking at numbers-wise, Pittsburgh loses to to Baltimore and wins out, it means nothing, you know, like, I mean, like, they're still going to be the number one seed. And Baltimore really needs to win all their games to even make the playoffs, it seems like. Because you got a Cleveland Brown team that's 7-3, and three, and they're, I mean, they're holding it down for a bit, even though they're not playing the best football. I think they're they're doing enough to to make it happen. And I'm, I don't know, man. I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore is gonna miss the playoffs. Yep, I, I think so too. I could, I could kind of back you up on that one. I think, um, I don't know. Just it's been lackluster lately for the for the for the Ravens, and I and I. And it, it, it looked so promising in the first three weeks, you know. And that's why we would say in, in previous episodes, we were like, this uh, this week is is deceiving. It's, it's um, um, I mean, I, I couldn't predict the Ravens, you know, being in the spot that they are now back then. But, you know, you're starting to see all these teams, you know, like, um, like the Colts weren't looking so great uh, early weeks. Uh, the Ravens were looking great. The Bears were looking great, and then you know now it's just like, you know. But to to go with what we've mentioned, if you hear us talk about these teams, most of these teams that we talk about, we've mentioned they look like phonies. You know, they look like this mm-hmm. and that. They don't look as strong or even um, the best to their abilities. You know, they're playing really close games, and obviously there's some teams that we put so much. Uh, money on and they've let us down kind of like let's say for Buffalo you know we put a lot of a time and yeah. effort on praising Buffalo and then Buffalo decides to lay three eggs in a row you know but um, they're they're slowly but surely becoming that good team that we know they can be um, it's just obviously the, that was just an example but that's kind of the idea when we talk about like Baltimore Baltimore just looks like a good team like on paper but you obviously don't play on paper, you know, you play on the field. And and you you're noticing maybe the issues that they have internally. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. 
it's I mean six and four. You didn't expect that. They were fourteen and two last year, and uh, like I said, I mean they're playing a Pittsburgh team that has nothing to lose, or was it nothing to win by this game? And uh, yeah, play, you know it's a must-win game for Baltimore. Uh, but going into another game that felt like a very big game and must-win for both teams is uh the Sunday night game that we uh NBC had, which was uh Kansas City going into Las Vegas against the Raiders. Um, I say must win for both is because Kansas City was uh eight and one, if I'm not mistaken, nine and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Las Vegas going was in. uh six and three, with uh the Vegas uh giving Kansas City their first loss or first and only loss, and Patrick Mahomes had thrown one pick. That one pick came against the Raiders last uh their last game. Uh, Jeff Heath, former Cowboy, last. Last week had two picks, so they were making up. They're making it a little, I guess, like a storyline amongst uh, NBC. Uh, but what what were your thoughts on that game, Dave? What do you think about it? And also, what do you think happens next? Like, as far as the team wise, like Raiders and the Chiefs. Um. So this game was a tough game all throughout, and and it's one of those things that. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know if whether the the Raiders play has gone down whenever they face somebody that's non-divisional, or or um, or their play goes up when they when they face somebody that's divisional, that's uh, a divisional rival. And so, I I think uh, this game. You know, it was anybody could have won this game. As it, as it went down to the wire, went to went down to the last play, and Derek Carr throwing a pick at the at the very end, but um, I mean, it just it it just shows how tough this AFC is, the AFC West, you know, and uh, what what are they second place, right? Uh, the Raiders are. Mm-hmm. I um, it just shows how how tough it is, and and uh, and the Raiders, I mean, they kind of kind of I don't want to say. See, like this is this is crazy because um I could say like they contained Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes had like almost four hundred yards. And but this game, like the stats are are there are for Patrick Mahomes. But watching the game, it's kind of like you know the Raiders were never out of it, and they're kind of you know it was tough for Patrick to to get those yards and get those you know and get those balls. But oh, pause. But um. <laughs> But I, I, I think it was just a great game all around. Uh, anybody's game. Derek Carr looked pretty good. Um, he had three tu- three touchdowns, one interception. But I, I think, and for the future, looking for uh, the future, looking for for both teams. I think Kansas City, you know, they they're going to the AFC title. I still think though, even though they're six and four, and and things are starting to look a little like dim for them, I, I still think they make playoffs. But they get that seventh seed, if not. Uh, yeah, seventh seed or if not sixth, with the playoff as we all know, playoffs are gonna be um seven extended, teams. seven teams going in. So, I think the Raiders are able to to pull off to go into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, the game honestly, if you're asking me, it was one of the better quarterback played uh, games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played fucking out of his mind. Derek Carr did too. I mean, he was making some plays. Uh, I remember he had a 
one one play that uh, comes to mind is he had a the pass rush was coming in and uh, a pass rusher was about to hit him and he throws the swing route and he hits him like perfectly and the the tight end I think got I think it was Derek Carrier he got like fifteen yards you know but it was like one of those plays that looks like dead like it's dead to rights you know there's nothing you can do with it and just knowing where your your weapons are you know you make a play and it was it felt like that with Patrick but as far as his weapons are just that much better you know uh, mm-hmm. like like Darren Waller is a is a top 3 tight end in the league right this season yeah. but mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey I think is the number 1 tight end in the league and you you saw it uh this uh past Sunday the guy was catching everything i mean he was doing toe drags you know he was catching all the dirty <laughs> dirty catches um down the middle and i mean he had the game winning touchdown and then you go Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill looked like a straight savage i mean the thing with Tyreek Hill is the fact that he, he's not open most of the time because they're putting so much coverage on him you know i mean cuz yeah. he could route he could run every route in the book it seems like and he's kind of like Julio you know he knows his time will come when it comes to receptions you know he I, I don't think I've heard Tyreek Hill complain about his touches and all that so but so then that opens up like with that much talent like they start spreading the ball with Demarcus Robinson or Pringle and it's just the team looks so complete you know like it's so awesome to watch Kansas City because he spread the ball. It's kind of like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know, he ran the ball, and then you had Le'Veon Bell, and then you saw Damian uh, Williams, uh, and you know, it's, it's so much fucking, it's so much horsepower that they have. When yeah. it comes to the Raiders, it's just they're missing that number one. You know, Nelson Aguilar has had his good year. You know, he hasn't dropped a lot of balls, but the fact is. He's not a number one. Hunter Renfro is a good, uh, good, uh, good receiver. Um, he just doesn't have the receiver top flight speed, but he's a good, uh, he's a good uh, pass catcher. They just need someone, man. I mean, Darren Waller. I mean, cool. He's your number one, but it's the same conversation we're having with yeah. Lamar Jackson. You know, like it's not that you can't have your tight end as a number one, but. I think you'd rather it's have a wide receiver as well. a receiver, yeah. And and uh, it's wild because they wanted Henry Ruggs to be that guy, but you know I don't think he is. And I remember watching the the draft, and uh and I'm like, oh, CD's going to the Raiders, you know. CD's like, I I wanted CD right. So, and then so I was like, I don't know, man. Like I think they're gonna get Henry Ruggs. If they do, great, like awesome, like you know what I mean. That's like I I wanted CD to fall as much as he did. And and um, when they got him, I was shocked. But at the same time, I knew that they were because you know you know the Raiders they love they love their speedsters, especially like when they draft. Um, yeah. And um, and yeah, and it's and it's crazy now that like you know with the season that CD's having and the season that Henry Ruggs is having, especially with the default in quarterbacks, is you know I think CD was the was a better choice. But that's just the hole that the Raiders kind of dug themselves in. Yeah. But, uh, I but I mean, it's for sure. It, it's not. Uh, uh, but they could still pull it off. I mean, they still have Josh Jacobs. But you know, for the for the main for the main time, uh, the whole. Uh, I always mess up when I talk. But, um, 
for the whole game, they kind of had him on lock. I think they tried to kind of feed him the ball, but, I mean, nothing really was there. Yeah. No. They are kind of. I like that. I like that Raiders offense, though. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they remind me of Kansas City where they just spread the ball to every receiver, and obviously you throw it to your tight end. But I, you, you're just missing that number one. Maybe yeah. that, you know, that opens up. But, I mean, I think – if people look at obviously the stat sheet, they see the interception, Derek Carr, obviously just take it off. You know, three yeah. touchdowns, no, no interceptions. He, just he looked great, honestly. He he played one of his better games I've seen him play in his career, I'll be honest. And it's just the lack of defense that they have. And they just need to grow like some of their, their young men, uh young players, young men. They're like around my age. Uh, some of the young players, uh, they, they just need to mature as far as maybe just play a little more reps, understand their role, and also maybe even just understand the situation. You know, don't – some it it's kind of like the Tampa Bay game, which we'll get into um, as well. I think they just – they they're too aggressive, you know? Yeah. They're too aggressive and they want to attack the ball and sometimes, you know – I guess like it like let's get into it like the Tampa Bay and then Bucks uh, and the Rams game, it's just like their corners get too aggressive and they wanna, uh, how do I say it like, uh, I don't know, just get to the ball as quick as possible and then like they'll hit them with like a hitch route or whatever and then they're like a hitch and go and then they're mm-hmm. they're open by fifteen yards and that's happened to the Bucks so much, uh. But what did you think about the game? The Rams won the game against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are seven yep. and four, if I'm not mistaken. The Rams are sure. now in first place uh, in the a- NFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, just um, thoughts on it? Yeah, um, it was a it was a wild game as it, as it, as uh, as advertised, and just I, anybody could have won this game, but. You know, the Rams, man, they're looking like they're, I don't want to say it out loud, you know, or, you know, I'll just say it. They're looking kind of reminiscent of their 2018 year where they that's went to the Super Bowl, of course. That's what I've been course. saying, man. That's what I've yeah. been saying. They kind of, they found their groove in their running game. Um, but their pass game. Cooper but their Cup pass and game, Robert Woods, Robert Woods yeah, they this, both had above 100 yards. Yeah. And and that's all I was about to say. I was like, you don't, it's weird because you don't expect them to, to do that because just the way they're off their just the way they're built in that offense, you expect you know more run, but in more running than passing. But man, it just you know, if it's there, it's there, you know. And it just it looked it looked perfect, you know. And and Cooper Cup, man, and both of them speaking of that, both of them went over uh 10, 10 receptions each. Both of them went over, so I think uh Cooper had have it here. Cooper had eleven and Robert had twelve. Can I so. just say that I felt like the Rams are built like how the Bears want to be? Like the Bears. How so? Like, see, the thing is, they both have a top, top. I'm going to go with the Rams having a top five defense because I feel like they played like that. They have a top mm-hmm. five defense and the, Ra- the Rams defense, I mean, the Rams offense is not explosive. Like as far as like, a, yeah. you know, beat you over the top type of shit. But they 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 maneuver the 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 ball around like so nice to the point where like they when they run the bootleg and all that stuff it, it, it 
like that's their that's their thing you know like i feel like that's their like the rams are the bootleg team they they bootleg into a you know into a stretch you know or whatever the fuck you know bootleg you know they have that type of picture and the and the bears they just don't have an identity and they mm-hmm. have the type of receivers that can do that like an Allen robinson he's not as explosive but he could just you know he could run like anything and then you have moody mooney like uh that's like one of their speedy receivers they are who's the name anthony miller as well they have like that type of body like of uh like the receivers, they match out to me like the Rams do. It's just experience, yeah. I guess. Maybe Robert Woods. I mean, he played in Buffalo, and uh, I mean he he did good there. But I don't know. I think they. I don't. Know. I just think it's like they're. It's hard to explain. I don't know. I just think that's what they want to be, or that's what they yeah. should be like. But it just doesn't work, right? Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. If I explained it proper, I mean improper, I apologize. But no, yeah, I get you. I. I um, you you see, the Bears, um, yeah, I'm starting to get your analogy now. Um, the Bears they're built exactly the way the Rams are, but I just think their offense isn't there, and that's uh their defense is there. It's 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 all uh, well over. Mm, I don't want to say top five. I just think it's just a little probably like top seven, top ten for sure. It's top ten. No, honestly, they're, no, they're it, it is. Their numbers, their numbers are are honestly they could be ranked even like number two but it's for the fact yeah. that they're on the field for so many times their numbers yeah they, yeah they go a little up uh but but yeah they're they're offense i mean i don't know what they what they need to do i mean they're probably uh, if i were them i'd probably beef up their their receiving core i mean they're running their running core looks good and you could tell they want to the way how they built that offense, they want to use their, their running backs as receivers as well. You know, they want to run screens. They want to run, uh, you know, maybe go empty set a couple times with a, with a running back. Uh, use the running back like how how Todd Gurley was used in 2018, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it's just not working out if you don't have any receivers that threaten you deep or threaten you in the in – any receiver that could threaten man coverage. So you know what they miss? They're missing consistency from their wide receivers. Yeah. Like consistent catching, consistent just yard gainage. Like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, they're not gonna beat you over the top. But the fact is that they they get open enough to get five to seven yards and they keep catching the ball. They catch for eight receptions and seven yards. That's like sixty yards. You know that that type of thing, and they and they like Robert Woods. He's Mister Fucking. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, he always catches, uh, or they always give him the ball. That's why they 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 lead the NFL in like rushing by wide Oh, receiver. the sweeps. Yeah, the yeah, sweeps. Yeah, the wide yeah. receiver sweeps, man. Uh, they get their ball like that. But the thing is, it's like they already do it so many times. It's re- like repetition, you know, mm-hmm. and. You could see where, like, like I don't want to keep just dogging Chicago, but it's <laughs> ideally, like, he's gonna get pissed, bro. <laughs> nah, I, I, he'll understand. But yeah. like, they 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 can do all these things because that's what they have. That's speedsters, but they just they one they just can't catch. Some something yeah. about it just can't catch. Allen Robinson is the best receiver they have, and you know, and that's and it. He's a rookie. Who Allen Robinson? Yeah, isn't he a rookie? Fuck no, he's been in the league for like four or five years. He was with Jacksonville. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. Who am I fucking? Why am I? 
rookie. Yeah, no. But yeah, um question, do you think what oh, do you I think about was. Tampa Bay? Tampa? Um with this loss. Just, with this loss, I think it would be tough, but I think they bounce back. They um I, I think they bounce back in a big way and they cuz it's cuz you never know what Tampa Bay you're going to get, you know? Like um like that big loss, it was that was a shocker cuz we're uh, for the longest time the Bears were sorry to shit on the Bears again, but the Bears are five and zero. We're like, no, like they're a phony team. I don't know, they're four and zero. My bad, they're four and zero, and we're like, no, they're a phony team. Like, there's no way they're gonna beat the the Bucks, and they beat the Bucks, and we're like, like what? Like maybe you know, because the Bucks are a good team. You know, they they're starting to get their groove. But I mean, uh, with the loss to a tough team, it's kind of hard to say that. But I, I think they bounce back in a big way, though. It so. But they've they they've lost two out of last three. But two out of the last. Oh, but I mean, if you look at it, like they 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 got dog walked by the Saints, thirty four to seven, and then they face who the Panthers. Yeah, okay. They face the they, Panthers. They dog walked the Panthers, and then um and then they face the Rams, go a close game and lose by three. They're two and two in their last four games, and they could have lost three out of four if it wasn't for the Giants not knowing how yeah. to play call. <laughs> yeah, and then well, they have the Chiefs next, so that's gonna be tough. Yeah, the Chiefs have a really bad schedule, not a really tough schedule in the last five games. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, it'll get interesting for them. To me, Tampa is just you know. It's like you want to give them the praise, man, because you should. You know, they have Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk, Brady, Ronald Jones, mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. That's just the offense. And then you name the defense. You got Indomitian Sue, JB, JPP. You got Shaq Barrett. You got, um, shit, um, Levante David. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Devin Bush? No, Devin White. No, it's a uh, uh, Whitehead, no? Devin Whitehead? Devin White, yeah. It's Devin White, you know, and they have, they have killers, you know? And the fact that they're 7-4, and four, which is obviously it's no small feat, you know, 7-4, seven, 7-4. Four, seven, four. But the fact yeah. is they're, they're not playing to that. They they should be higher than that. And they're not. Oh, I'm getting mixed up with Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. And and there, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to think. Like when I when I see them play, you see the explosiveness they can have, and then the weeks that they falter, it's it's just I don't know inconsistency. And yeah. Bruce Arians, I mean, I think I think it could be a, a, a two seasons and out with him with Tampa because I feel like this is a Super Bowl and bust type of thing for them. Mm-hmm. You bring in these killers. And and you don't win. That's it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, well, and what what would you think their biggest falter is? I think I think is their defense. Uh, even though we I like the defense a lot, it's kind of the secondary man. The secondary was a question coming into the season, and it's still mm-hmm. a question during the season because the thing with them is just they're young and they're aggressive. Like you, you, like one of the better corners, 
uh, Bunting is there, and I forget the other one. Um, and even like their safety, Antoine Winfield. But the thing is with them, it's they play the ball. They wanna they wanna attack the ball and this and that. And these veteran wide receivers are making some plays, and they're getting open by fifteen yards. You know, giving up big plays, big plays, and yeah, yeah, it's costing them a lot. It's costing them. I mean, like I mentioned, the Giants. The Giants literally could have won the game if it wasn't for some bad. It was bad play calling from the Giants because they they had toasted the that secondary. So yeah, I think that's that that's gonna be their their the kryptonite. They don't uh, at least uh, strengthen up on that. Yeah. Um. um. As we close out week 11, uh, what do you think? Uh, as we go into week 12 or even the Thanksgiving games, what are you looking for? Man, fuck that. What are you most thankful for, Dave? Most thankful for that. You know, family's getting healthy. Um, I made it this far. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, uh, and nothing, man. I'm just able to do a podcast, you know. Have fun, <laughs> and still, I still haven't uh, been. I still haven't been positive for COVID, so that's still a thing, you know. Crossing my fingers. Bad. So, yeah, man, just thankful for you know, health, friends, and family. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I think for me, it's I haven't been positive. I've been around people that have been positive, but I'm thankful my immune system for some reason has been pretty good. So, yeah. Um, to not get it. Um, I mean, it's been a tough year. I mean, I ain't going front. I mean, you know, family and all that. But it's been getting better, man. Uh, or at least I think it is. And I'm just trying to stay positive. Uh, yeah. That I think, I think. Uh, I guess this will be episode twenty, and the other one be just a special edition type of thing. Bonus. Yeah. But this is the episode 20 of the Nothingness Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Alexis. You got co-host Dave. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.